it seems as though the group came in about at Max Harbor, which is right at South Avenue and Elm Street in Stratford, and they established the first town there. That town, uh, they put up a meeting house, and Adam Blakeman gave its first services there. And that went on for a few years when they decided to move to a newer and larger location. The early burying ground was in that area, but has not been discovered. It's just disintegrated and gone. But uh, the town grew from that area. It was plotted and laid out by Adam Blakeman, and the different people were given plots of land for their houses. Uh, Adam Blakeman's wife was Moses Wheeler's sister. And again, apparently she was, they were married over in England. However, Moses Wheeler shows up in 1638 in Milford, Connecticut. So again, that may have been another drawing crowd and drawing reason to it. I think there's a terrific amount of research that, that can be found. You just have to know where to start. And you could start off with Thomas Hooker. You probably find something in there. You could find John Eliot's early writings. And you can go back to Little Bedeau and the church there. When we went in, our group, we were about 20 of us, spent all the afternoon in the church, and the Scottish minister gave us a lecture on the, uh, this background and what it meant and so on. And much to my almost horror, we asked us to come up and look at the altar, I looked down, and the big tombstone on the floor that I was standing over was Tomlinson. So it, it's, was, it's obvious that the same Stratford families came from that area, tied together by Thomas Hooker, John Elliott, Adam Blakeman, and the bunch that were there. Now, of course, Roger Williams went off on his own, John Winthrop went off on his own, and they split after they got here. But for, say, 10 or 15 years, they were closely allied in Little Bedeau in England. Well, that is a very interesting narrative. I remember that you told me you saw the Adam Blakeman signature and you were asked to be the lector in a church service. Does that tie in with... The same things. Uh, we went to Oxford and uh, they got out the register and Adam Blakeman signed when he got his degree there. 1617, yeah. I believe. He was born in 1593 and about 1617 when he got his degree. Um, in Nazing, they uh, invited us all in, of course, to the church on Sunday. They, oh, they set the day aside for us. And we had a special commemorative service. And um, 
they asked me to if I would read the uh, lectern reading. So of course I was delighted to do it and I almost fell off the lectern because you had to go up four stairs on one side and down three on the other and it, it didn't even out. I can't help but think you sort of felt at home with a Tomlinson Oh, we saw everything. Stone and everything. <laughs> we saw everything. So they took us around the Nazing Church. There wasn't very much in it. There were a couple of Curtis stones. But uh, in their mind, the Curtis family was just another parishioner. Well, when the society started, well, it must have been about 20 years ago, uh, Richmond Curtis of Leeds Island was the secretary, he was the president, went over and made friends with the rector and invited him over and he came here and visited. And it, they began to see the connection between the Curtises there and here. And as a result, our society has made several gifts to the Nazing Church. And one of the uh, big ones was a plaque which we took over, or sent over, and had put up for our visit. Uh, said in memory of John and Elizabeth Hutchins Curtis, who left this church to come to America. Uh, they, the vestry took several boats to decide the phraseology on the marker and the size of it, which was par, and we paid for it and the rector arranged to have it installed when we came. So when we got there, when you came in the main door, which is about in the middle of the church, you faced right into this big plaque in memory of John Elizabeth Curtis, which was very nice. The altar and the church part, you turned to the right and went forward, and in the back was more seating. It, it's a big church. It was damaged quite badly during the uh, World War II. The German bombers bombed it. And even today, many bomb shells are in the building itself. And they decided to repair it by plastering and cementing around it. So you see the, bu the building fixed up with these shells sticking out. It's really quite impressive. What a, what a splendid occasion. It, it really is fascinating. And, uh, Still on the chain? Still on. I'm not sure whether... Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm interested in that school, being an old school teacher. Uh, what, do you, what do you think the school at Cuckoo House, uh, who do you think they, it taught and uh, what did they teach? Did they prepare ministers? Did they teach young children? Can you tell anything about it? To what we saw there and heard, it was apparently for the sole purpose getting enough money to support John Elliott and Thomas Hooker. Oh, it was their livelihood. It was their livelihood. I see. So it would be presumed that it was a general school grade school. Uh, of course, a lot of the families that have been disenfranchised and kicked out were intellectuals, 
some religious, and the kids apparently had capabilities. So I mean, it was it wasn't a poor uh, lower mental school. It was a, it was a above average school, which of course the Boston Latin School turned into. Um, it was built in this, I say, this old Tudor house stucco. Downstairs were four rooms, and upstairs were four. It still exists, does it? Still exists, and it was quite interesting. A pair of doctors have bought it, and they have two children, a boy and a girl. And they decided that the house didn't look right. The north side of it was full of what is known as wadding. It uh, is a funny material. It isn't plaster. It's just straw and everything put on. Is there another name for it? Wattle? Wattle. 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 Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason that it looks funny was that the side of the house had these beautiful Tudor beams in the windows and everything, tiny glass in it, and the whole north side of the house was just blocked off. So the family went to work on it. They got good carpenters, and they discovered as they took the wadding out that they came down into the Tudor beams, and they discovered there's a whole row of windows in the north side of the house where they uh, were able to restore and get back to the 1600s. And so they've done quite a lot of restoration on the house to bring it back to the way it was back in the 1630s. Uh, they were very generous. The male doctor had to go into the office, but the woman stayed home gave us all tea and, you know, when you have a busload of people, that's quite a problem. And she allowed us to use her bathroom, which everybody wanted. Uh -huh. But um, she took us through the house entirely. We saw it. We saw what they had done, she told us. And uh, it seems that the minister from Little Bedeau had been over to Boston or Roxbury Latin School and had talked to the headmaster there about this family living in Cuckoo House. And they arranged the transfer of the boy, who was then around 12, to come to Boston and go four years to Boston Latin School free. And so he was over there. He's probably just about back now. Oh, good. They thought he, it would help if he had an American private school education to start off to compare with the English people. Well, probably at Roxbury Latin, he got education quite comparable to what he would get in the English private school, or public, public school, English as the private school, school is yeah. called. Yeah. No, uh, it, was, it was an interesting tie-in. And that's why I say I think uh, it's a matter of digging. But I think I've seen a couple of good big books on Thomas Hooker right in the Stratford Library. I think we can start right there. Is it quite certain that Adam Blakeman taught at that Cuckoo House school? It looks very much like it. I can't guarantee it, though. 
but I think he was one of the instructors. I think they may have had, we'll say, 15 or 20 kids, and they needed educated people who could teach them. But John Elliott was John the Elliott was the founder the, and director, and Thomas Hooker was the collector of the fees. Uh huh. And they ran the school while it was in existence there. They couldn't have been there too long, actually, no. because they were heading. They, they were heading they were, for America. For America uh, yeah. quite no, quickly. I'd say 1625 may have been about when it started, and by 1635 they were gone. Yeah. So yeah. it's a matter of less than 10 years. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's the combination of people that get me because you look at the list of the people that came over on the lion, and it's the it's, it's the very foundation of America. Well, that was the nucleus of the, for the founding fathers. Founding and, fathers. Uh, the, of the New England area, yeah. certainly. Well, I mean, even uh, <laughs> Roger Williams, a yes. left footer, he had a big influence on religion in the United States. Indeed, and, of course, the Adams had the intellectual background. And uh, it, it really is... As you go through that list of names, oh, and one of the things that has come up in Braintree at the time was a family by the name of Bush. <laughs> they just discovered that. <laughs> so again, the same thing. Apparently his family was kicked out. See what they were doing. They were trying to, uh, one week, the Catholics would be firing all the Anglicans. The next week, the Anglicans would be firing the Catholics. And it was quite a, quite a bitter time there. Of course, it erupted in Cromwell. But uh, that wasn't until 1660, so you, you had about 40 years of fighting. Well, it all goes back to good old King Charles I and his desire to divorce. Uh, Somebody and Mary Anne Boleyn. Oh, you mean Henry? Henry VIII. Henry, oh, yes. Henry yes, VIII. Yes, I'm sorry. Henry, Henry VIII. VIII. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And of course, yes, then it erupted definitely. when uh, Elizabeth became queen, and then Charles I became king, and they beheaded him. Yes. So that that was, I say, that was quite a quite a time and. Feelings ran awfully high then. Of course, these people apparently were the brains of the country. There was an Archbishop Laud or Bishop yeah, Laud. Yeah, Bishop Laud. Was a real he was the Archbishop. He's the one that yeah. he's the one that threw Hooker out. He's the one that threw Elliot out. He's the one that threw Blakeman out of the church. Because they they were in the their religion. They felt they wanted to go in the direction of something simpler yeah. than they were the not early Anglican Church, which was to all intents and purposes the, uh, was the Roman Catholic Church. Is the Roman Church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I say it's it's what we call over here the High Church. You don't hear about it much now. But when you have the full Mass and the bells and the incense, the really the Anglicans don't want that. So they didn't go in for it. It's unfortunate that all through history that uh, the Christian Church has uh, been the center of, the center of all of <laughs> so it. So much unchristlike activity. activity. 
No, it's it's terrible the way they. Uh, I think anyone hearing Cuckoo House is fascinated by that term. I suppose the English love their birds, as do a great many other people. Do you think it may have had uh, cuckoos in the shade it, trees around? It, the... it may have. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether I haven't read enough yet in uh, Lou's book whether he's got Cuckoo House there. We did bring pictures back of it, but he has got the Nazing Church in there. Now Nazing is is. is how close to London is it? Uh, about 40 miles. Uh -huh. it's, and uh, Little Bedo is not too far from It's about five miles from Nazing. Five miles from Nazing. Is it's that N-A-Z-I-N-G? N-A-Z-I-N-G. Yes. That's a fast-sized city, isn't it? Uh, no, it no, no, it's a little tiny country town. Mm -hmm. You go down two streets and you've been through the town. So. Mm -hmm. And the church is fascinating. It's on the end of a country lane. Uh, and you drive down it. We, could, we couldn't get the bus down. We had one of these regular buses. We had an awfully good young driver. His name is uh, Stephen Thorpe, <laughs> of all Gertrude's people. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he's there. And uh, he said he gets 100 pounds a week to drive these trips around through England. They hire him, and he works for this firm. And uh, so we, they take him in. We, we got to know him very well. We had him five days with us. And boy, the way he could whip that big thing around. But he couldn't get it down the street to the Nazing Church. So we had to back up and park off on a little side street before he came to the church. And he did. He got it backed around. When we got over to Bedeau, that was another very interesting thing. The house across the street from the little Bedeau church was the manor house of Bedeau. Now apparently there's a regular Bedeau and little Bedeau. Mm -hmm. The manor house was very big and we were invited for lunch there. And of course this is all set up by our tour director. And uh, they had, it must have been women from the church came over and they all had Scottish uh, costumes on, little uh, Scottish caps and jackets and skirts. And uh, as we went in, we were offered wine. We sat at the table. And then somebody knocked, and out comes the lady of the manor. And if you really want to see a exact thought of what an English lady looked like, she wasn't refined or anything. She looked as though she'd just come in off the farm. Her hair hung down straight. A regular country lady. But she was the squire's wife. And to the manor born. To the manor born. <laughs> and she had the royal accent. You know, there is a big difference in the accents in England. Uh, when you get in the upper class, you begin to hit what they call the royal accent. Words sound entirely different. And then you have a good upper class, the words sound different. Of course, when you go below that, you can't understand them. But uh, it, it was really fascinating. I say they took us in, seated us, gave us a full, I uh, can't remember what we had, full meal, and then dessert. And then they, uh, the minister got up, made a little speech, and then we adjourned across the street to the... Uh, a little bit of chapel. 
And that, that seated 150, I mean, it wasn't a tiny place, but it was fascinating. And then we, uh, the question was whether Steve would turn the bus around, we decided to walk down the street to the Cuckoo House. It's only five or six houses down. So it was, it was very interesting. Certainly a memorable trip that you had. Really? Play back just to see how we sound yes, and then see. Thank you very much, Val. It has been most interesting. I'm sure you have introduced us to a very important chapter, not only in the history of Stratford, and rather an unknown chapter, but indeed a chapter in the history of New England and, well, let's say the United States. That nucleus of people, famous men at Little Bidot, Cuckoo House, certainly were among the very important founding fathers of our country. Thank you again. So now,